This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we are reviewing Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian titled The Siege. Geek Boner! Plus a ton of MCU updates about the Black Panther sequel, Thor Love and Thunder, another Spider-Man 3 rumor, and Rug Boy finally gets validated as comic book writer Dan Slott's work ethic is the subject of an episode of Marvel's 616 docuseries on Disney+. Plus. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Chalk it. Be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Chalk it. Be nerded. Hey, 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 listener, what's happening? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us is the felty that stole Baby Yoda's already stolen cookies. It's Rug Boy. How were they, Rugs? Tasty? I like a nice French macaroon. Yes. They were, they were blue space I didn't know they had, macaroons. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know they had macaroons in uh, the fucking galaxy Apparently, out there. there's some, some French motherfuckers baking macaroons in Star Wars land. Yeah. And their windshield wiper fluid flavor. Oh, Have you ever had a macaroon? Um, I can't say I've had a proper macaroon that's like, you know, it's crisp, crispy on the outside and light and fluffy in the middle. I've seen them make them in the baking shows. They look yummy and they're colorful, but I've never. They're pretty good. Are they? Anthony, you yeah. like ma- Oh, Anthony doesn't like sweet things, remember? Yeah. Uh, I, don't really, I don't know what that is. Now, the next thing you can tell me you don't like pizza or hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue ribs. I don't like sauce. You ever meet one of those people? I don't like sauce. I can't have anything with a tomato in it. I don't like cheese. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Chocolate. Get out of here. That food really isn't doing it for me. Macaroon. Anyways, we'll get to those macaroons later. But before that, we have a lot of fun geek news, fellas. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Whose voice is that? That's me. Okay. Yeah, doing a shitty British accent and with some compression <laughs> and some effects. And that's funny you ask because I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, wait, did I have somebody? No, I've had Scott Meridue read things and I haven't used it yet. And he sent over recordings. Oh, yeah, why so. don't you use that shit? Yeah, because yeah, start using it now. I will. I, I forgot. I got to find where they were. He was very nice enough to read some shit for me. We need a refresh on this wow. show. Yes, Let's fucking do. refresh some stuff. We'll get a new theme song. That, those clips are like five and a half years old. Anyways, fellas, this week I thought I would collect a bunch of MCU updates. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. You guys remember them, right? They used to put out things uh, yeah. all the time, every year. For- That's what we were. We were promised <laughs> something. Except for. We never got it. Uh, except for 2020, the first year. 
there is going to be no new MCU content, which is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. But uh, the other day, uh, a, a Hollywood Reporter exclusive came out, headline, Marvel's Black Panther sequel shoot to begin in July. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Wow, wasn't expecting any Black Panther Floppy updates. Jock. Wait, no, that's not this, it. What? Floppy Jock. This soon, uh, here's a couple <laughs> of uh, details from the article. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Marvel is now readying Black Panther 2 for a shoot that will start in Atlanta July 2021 and last in upwards of six months. Uh, Mexican actor Tenoch Huerta, who was one of the stars of Netflix Narcos Mexico, Anthony. You've probably seen this guy. Yes. He's in talks. I have. I like him. To play one, one of the antagonists. Uh, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, all expected to return. Uh, with some saying uh, Shuri, Letitia Wright's character, will take a bigger role. I mean, you can kind of guess that. Marvel has not revealed its plans on how to proceed without Bozeman, although it has indicated that it will not use CGI to include the late, great Chadwick Bozeman, who was also a victim of 2020 and other things. Uh, my first question is this: Does this seem too soon? This is not too soon, right? They got. I guess they got to start production on shit eventually. It's been a few months. I mean, do they want the franchise to die? Uh, clearly not. It's on a momentum, and they have to now come up with a plan. I like that they're not going to use like a CGI or like a like a deep fake or. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that. As I said, Black Panther is a symbol. It has to endure. Yeah. Beyond an actor like 007 or whatever, it has to go beyond the one actor that that defined it. It has to just be something that ha- is handed down to person to person. It is the mantle. Anthony, do you think it's too soon, or are you excited? No. Because by the time it comes out, two or three years will pass. Well, yeah, it'll be twenty twenty two. I think is the date for Black Panther two. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. To see, I'm, I'm more just curious to see where they're going to take the story. Obviously, it's sad that. Chadwick Boseman is not going to be a part of this. Um, I don't think they're going to recast T'Challa, but right in the one second one knows. No, mm. yeah, I, I, who knows what they're going to do? Uh, that, that's some of the curiosity. And um, yeah, I don't think it's too soon. I think they've got a franchise here that they, you know, even in the comics, the the mantle's passed to Shuri. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I, I'm mostly curious though to see how they're going to write off Boseman. Yeah. Um, in a kind of not in, I guess in a weird way I, I guess it's kind of like a what how do you handle something like this well, I want to see how eloquently using, they can yeah if they're not using CGI there must be like footage that they didn't use that they can piece together to tell a story of what happened maybe I don't know it's going to be interesting Ryan Coogler of course returning so I, I mean I've, I've seen good hands so I feel like they're going to come up with something that's going to honor I'm, oh, I'm curious to see who the, this uh, Mexican actor, he played uh, Rafa in Narcos season one. He's a bad guy? Or not season one, season, the Mexico. He was yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, Rafa yeah. is a bad guy. Uh, he was fun in that in that show. I don't know. He was like an unhinged kind of character, but uh, I can't think of who he's going to play. I don't, I don't I know. I don't know the Black Panther rogues gallery. Me neither, that, that much. I don't know. Uh, what, you could just put him in anything if he's good. You know who I thought could play Black Panther if they ever decided to recast or get a new one? What about Leslie Odom Jr.? He is in Hamilton. He played uh, uh, A. A Burr. No. Who uh, shot Hamilton. I say no. No? He can sing. He can dance. He can act. (laughs) I don't know who he is. No. 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 Click the link. I put it. I linked his name. 
Uh, I saw somebody was suggesting him, and I was like, huh, I don't know, maybe. But I I think you can't recast him for the second movie. Like, it has to be about, I don't know, has to be about the mantle. And, and I had a guy yeah. for, uh, I'll, I'll give you the name when I, when I find him. <laughs> okay. But I feel like this guy, I was like, oh, he can totally do it. Or Black Panther. Yeah. He was, did you watch uh, Jovan Adepo? Oh, who's that? Did you watch um, uh, Jack Ryan? Yes. Season two, yes. the guy that got lost in the jungle. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else has he done? Yeah. He could do it. Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he's British. He was in Watchmen. He was in Watchmen. I see that. He was in The Leftovers. He's in Sorry for Your Loss. He was, he's in, he's well, he's in the stuff. upcoming Stand TV series that's going to yeah. come out. Oh, that's yeah, not he, bad. Jack Ryan is like very he, good. I feel like he would, he would do fine. We'll see what happened. Listener, let us know what you think. Are you excited for Black Panther 2 to begin shooting? Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nation. It's exclusive. It's closed just for you, just for us. We're all in there. We hang out. It is an awesome place on the internet. I got to welcome two new people who joined this week. Welcome Petra, Darian, Lissy, and Edsel Cruzat. Talking nerd. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining. Anthony, I believe you may know one of these people. Am I right? I do know Ed. Uh, he, he list, he's an avid listener yeah. of the show, a pers- close friend of mine. So. Right on. Welcome. I don't know why you listen to this, Ed. I, I, I've questioned our friendship ever since you started listening <laughs> to the show. I feel like you listen to this out of pity and... I actually feel sorry for you that you're doing this. So. He's doing a service. It's almost like, you know, it's a it's a social work uh, for us. So I, I don't understand why he enjoys it. I really thanks, don't. Thanks, Edsel. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being joining the group. It's totally awesome. Uh, more MCU news. Last week, we did talk about how Chris Pratt, Star-Lord's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and uh, I made a joke about how they were still fat and maybe they're going to do like a Rocky montage. Well, there's a photo out. I don't know when it came out, but they're saying this is Chris Hemsworth training for Thor Love and Thunder where he's flipping a tire and he's fucking jack oh shit oh my god look at his that's those are some fucking big arms but i also heard this could be from keep your pants on dude the hulk hogan Geek i heard this could be from uh, hulk hogan he's training also for the hulk yeah hogan he's got to be the hulkster he's got to have the 24 inch python he, he does that looks like hulk hogan arms more than I don't know. It's I like flipping tires. It's probably. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to keep that body for both. Can yeah. you do a Hulk Hogan, can. Anthony? Yeah, Anthony could do it. You're the master. Let me tell you it. something, Mean Gene. To all the millions of Hulkamaniacs out there, take your vitamins and say your prayers. Because what you're gonna do when the Hulk Hulkamania, the Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster runs wild on you, brother? Oh shit. <laughs> See, Hemsworth, it's I that felt easy. Like, I felt like he was right here. Oh, my God. Chris Hemsworth, you got nothing. To, uh, does not does not uh, feel good to talk like that. You need to drink some tea beforehand. Holy shit. Yeah. I hope Chris Hemsworth was listening because that's really all you got to do to play. The you need star. to get the veins in your neck to pop out. Yeah. He does yes. fucking yeah, just be like super orange. <laughs> yeah. And just like, yes, everything is stressed and flexed all at once like a superhero. And your head's about. You know what was cool about Hulk Hogan? I was a big Hulk Hogan guy, by the way, growing up. You know what was cool is he like made male pattern baldness okay. Oh yeah, I guess he did, (laughs) didn't he? And he had a mullet kind of hairstyle that that he rocked. It wasn't even a mullet. I mean, he just grew out the back. What was remaining? What grew? George Costanza haircut. 
Yeah, credit to him for not hiding it or like putting on a hat or getting a fucking wig. He well, just he wore the wore bandana, but then he would take like it off. Six yeah. foot five. Matches. Yeah, nobody's saying shit. Cock Diesel. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you can pretty much do whatever you want with your hair. Who's gonna say something yeah. to you? <laughs> like yeah. that haircut He's is huge. ridiculous. You look like Bozo the Clown, but I'm not telling him. Are you telling yeah. him? Look no. up Hulk Hogan's hair. And, and he's just he's rocked that all his career. Uh, you know, I, that's something to. Uh, oh, yeah. This is something to look forward to for people like me who are follically challenged on top. And maybe well, I should you're doing my something hair kind of similar, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. But it's starting. It's not starting from the front. It's starting. From, <laughs> are you like, braiding the, it yet? Or is it turning into a, a dread? Oh, yet? I do have long. Doing? No, it's just still. <laughs> should I tell the listener finally what happened? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I think I've had a lot of joy listening Real quick, to this. Real quick, because now I'm going to have to post photos. Okay, there may be a photo in your iPhone, <laughs> in your podcast app. Now, what happened was a while ago, my wife finally cut my hair. I hadn't had my hair cut in months, and it was very long and crazy. And I was like, all right, let's cut it. Now, you know, I have been Lego. So weird things happen to my body, which is why half my beard is white. I have these two spots in my head where the hair is just stark white, just white. So she thought that looked cool, and, well, she didn't cut it. Oh, she <laughs> cut around it, trimmed everything else, leaving one tail. I look like a parakeet. One white tail in the back <laughs> and one white tail on the side, which now I can braid or I can dye at bright colors. You're like Astro Boy, basically. And it's kind of like the dreads, <laughs> like Anakin Jedi's dreads he had in the in the prequels. But pictures I, or it didn't happen. Right, there'll be right now. If you look at your podcast app, I said it, listener, it's going to happen. There's going to be a photo of this. And now I'm can you using, put a side by side with a cockatiel. Wait, sure. So yes. <laughs> I will do that. You'll see. I look like a parakeet. But here's the thing. I'm going to continue to grow this out because this is now documenting the length of the pandemic and the work at home bullshit. And I'm just going to keep growing it until it's all over. So it might get really, really long. No, I, I, oh, I love this. Shit. I love everything about this. Oh, so finally, my secret is out. It feels great to get that off my chest, guys. Thanks for forcing me. <laughs> and I walk around like this. I wear a hat outside. I don't know if people notice. And sometimes I forget that I look like a goddamn it's your little secret. You brought up Hulk Hogan, and yeah, that so led it that, did. that you you basically released. You, you broke down the dam, and now everything it is, is just my flooded. fault. Yes, I uh, lame. Well, he could have. He could have just not said anything about male pattern baldness. He could have just let let you just make that uh, that little conversation. Anyways, I hope you're enjoying looking at the photo. I'll post them in the Facebook group too. We'll have a good laugh out of my. You, what my you crazy should do hair. is grow out the white parts of your beard longer than the other parts, and then just trim the black parts oh, and just God. cut off the black parts. <laughs> you can walk around saying only the white grows. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets black doesn't grow. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I just Maybe keep going. What's going on? Uh, well, have you left? You oh, you leave your house. I right? go to the. I'll go to the store and 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 certain places. And wear a hat. Yeah, I guarantee you, a local news van will be there within five minutes if you start doing. Dude, that. every day my mom is like, "You haven't <laughs> cut that off yet." What's the matter with you? I'm like, "Why? Why? What am I doing?" I like that your mom is mad too. Yeah, she wow, thought it was funny the first better. few days. I've had it like this for weeks now. And I'm not cutting it off. Anyways, the other Thor Love and Thunder story from that other article, uh, they also said Thor Love and Thunder has an Avengers 5 feel, one insider said, thanks to its ensemble, because you're going to have Jane Foster become Thor, Star-Lord, maybe other people from Guardians of the Galaxy, like a Nebula or somebody showing up. Uh, But for now, we can look towards that to being Avengers 5, I guess. Hmm. 
It should be a fun movie. I can't wait. Taika Waititi, just let him loose. Next thing I got is news about Deadpool. What? Oh, yeah. shit. What? Actual. Get the fuck out. Actual. Get the fuck out of here. Deadpool 3 news. Deadline confirms that Deadpool 3 is finally moving forward at Marvel Studios. Oh, shit. With Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux Logan signing up to pen the movie's screenplay. These sisters, they're writing partners. Uh, they're currently showrunners of the Fox series The Great North. They won an Emmy for their work on Bob's Burgers. They are replacing... Uh, Reese and uh, Warnick, right? Uh, Ryan Reynolds' buddies who wrote the first two movies. Uh, and it said that it's uh, it will... Hmm, I think it will be an R-rated movie. Oh, shit. Hmm. Sources tell them the current plan is for the threequel to be rated R. Something that Marvel said we will never put out an R-rated movie. So that's going to be weird. Is it? And it's part of the MCU, huh? It's this will be the first. This will be part of the first part of the MCU canon. Uh, hmm. I think. Wonder how they'll do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I like the writers of the first two. I think it's interesting. They've been replaced with uh, screenwriting sisters. But if, I raised both my eyebrows. If you, you did, can you do that in your puppet? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you raise your eyebrows, Rex? Because uh, uh, the fact that you think that this is not going to be dropped down to a PG thirteen is naive. Oh shit! Really? Oh okay. shit! That, I don't, don't believe. Mm. Don't believe Disney. I will be very disappointed if they water it down just for their brand and not. Well, what's Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers is that cartoon that comes on after no, the I'm Simpsons. Sa- I know what that is. I'm saying, what's the rating on it? It's a, it like it's a it's PG. A mature, right? Yeah, it's like a Simpsons level PG. You know, uh, adult comedy. It's not like adult adult. There's no tits in it. There's no swearing. There's no tits. It's really funny. It's well written. Yeah. It's a fucking great show. I, I've, I think I've said this before. I think if they can keep Deadpool R, but then yeah. when he crosses over in the other films, then make he gets suddenly, guys. well, yeah, he gets suddenly, um, cut, like gets his legs cut off figuratively with, with the, the, the swearing and he has to acknowledge that. I think that would be actually Yeah, he funny. just, he gets bleeped. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just pissed off that he's in this movie and he can't act the way he wants to act every time he's if they, if frustrated they're, if they're smart enough to make fun of it which deadpool would do in the comics i think it, it could actually work like they pixelate him when he tries to show his dick yeah like, exactly. you know. <laughs> it just pisses him off he can screen. see it yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah. self-aware i love that gag yeah. but you can only do that once yeah how much can right. you then do it's not that? funny anymore mm. Rex, not funny. i kind of i kind of agree with uh not funny with you in that, how are they going to market an R-rated movie after all this time? Even though it should be R-rated, I feel like they're not going to know what to do with it. They can't put it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it might be too much of a risk, but Deadpool needs to be R. Yeah, I mean, I just think that you establish something. I know you're trying to transition it, but it's going to be such a departure. You might as well just reboot the character. Because look at every it, franchise that has gone backwards, like your Terminators and your Predators and, and series that start out R-rated, and then these new reboots are like PG-13, and they're all fucking garbage. Oh, shit. Well, remember when they put the, look, they already tried to do this. They put that the Deadpool movie as a PG-13 Did movie, not work. and nobody, yeah. nobody fucking gave a fuck. Did not work. I'm excited, though, that they're, they're moving forward with a Deadpool because uh, it's great. Ryan Reynolds needs another movie. See what he could do with it. But I don't know if you want to handicap him with a PG-13. Eh. Eh, I mean, I said you, you can do the jokes that he's being censored for one movie. And then after that, you got to figure something else out. Just let him swear. 
Uh, okay, I got a great rumor. Geek boner. Another Spider-Man 3 multiverse rumor. We've talked about, you know, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Jamie Foxx is going to be in it as Electro. Take this with a grain of salt, but according to Geeks Worldwide, it's a source. What? The British actor recently, Alfred Molina, recently arrived on set to practice stunt choreography and has been filming scenes as Doc Ock for the past few weeks. Oh, shit. They don't know if Molina will actually play the same Otto Octavius from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 or a new take on the villain. So they're saying Molina. Hmm. They got to do all this now. Well, it's on comicbookmovie.com, which is a little bit more of a credible site, but they're taking but they're, it from somewhere but else. They're saying it's coming from Geeks Worldwide. Right, right. That's what I, but I'm saying the fact yeah. that they posted on their site makes me um, not question it as hard as they as I normally would if it was just this Geeks Worldwide. However, the scoops about the Maguire and Garfield, nothing has come of that still, mm. you know? Uh, but it would make sense if they're going, they're doing this crazy... This crazy movie that I have in my head now that I want to see that they're not going to make the movie. It, it's basically the movie now that everyone's expecting and will be disappointed if we don't get. You have to do this now. Holy oh, shit. shit. Please put them all in there. I'm just so like beside myself. Like they're really going to do this. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be. Look, they they did it sort of with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, but that's emanated. Am- that, emanated. That, emanated. Spider-Man 3 is shooting, and then uh, Holland was putting out some shots of the suit, and it's like it's like the suit from the last movie. It's black and red. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, I have a bunch of Disney Plus television updates. I'm going to run through them real quick. We know WandaVision coming out uh, January 15th, 2021. Geek boner. Can't wait to that for that. Falcon and Winter Soldier is completed. We'll probably roll out next, and Loki is in production, and that will probably come out after that. Uh, meanwhile, Miss Marvel is shooting in Atlanta. I'm Miss Marvel. I'm Miss Marvel. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I'm Miss Marvel. I'm not the actual Miss Marvel. Iman Vellani shooting in Atlanta. There are set photos, not of her in the Miss Marvel costume, but of her in like a uh, Captain Marvel costume. Uh, she must be like, it must be Halloween, or she's cosplaying, or that's the first inspiration so that's being shot hawkeye show will begin production after thanksgiving moon knight and she hulk will begin begin production in march she hulk will be a comedy they are looking to introduce jennifer walters of course cousin of bruce banner for the mcu and they're looking to cast a handful of strong supporting roles for the series which will be comedy heavy they're going to spend eight months of production for the she hulk it's going to take time. Moon Knight is using London as its production headquarters. It will film multiple European locations, including Budapest, a lot like Geek Boner. Black Widow in Budapest. And then finally, this dude, Kyle Bradstreet, is writing a Sam Jackson-led Nick Fury-centric series. And uh, in this article, it says he's heard that the studio has begun work on two to three other projects, with Ironheart being mentioned by multiple sources. So... There's lots of shit. 2021 and 2022 are going to be fucking packed crazy with shit. Did, did you see did those you set look, photos? I was just going to mention that. Did you look at the set photos? I, I did from Twitter. Yeah, what what do you think about what do you think about what you're looking it's at? It's a really there. bad costume of Captain Marvel that she's wearing. I don't understand. But I mean, is this girl like five feet tall? She's very small. small? So there's, there, she's yeah, very wow, small. She is very small. Yeah. There was other set photos of her on a bicycle, I mean, she like looks in like the a street. Child. Yes, she, yes. I thought 
She, maybe. Yeah, she does look like she's 12. I thought Miss Marvel's a little bit older, like 15 or 16-year-old. But she looks like she's trick-or-treating in Halloween, going around looking for candy. Yeah. I just, I find it very, just, I find this, like, this opportunity is being squelched, but I don't know. She has cables on her, so it looks like she has her powers in this, in this shot where she can fly. Like, she's got a rig on, and she's, oh, she's climbing up, so... Um, I don't know. I have no idea what she's doing. I can't really tell what's going on. I just feel like that she looks like really tiny. I just, I want to see her in the actual Miss Marvel costume, not in this whatever. It looks like she's talking to Inspector Gadget. Yeah, this guy has a helmet on and a lab coat. What is going mm. on here? And he's very tall. He's a lot taller than her. He's he's either very tall or, or she's, she's very short. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's seven feet tall. <laughs> he's a giant. He's I mean, playing She-Hulk. Where does she come up to on his body? She's up photos. to like his nipples. Well, I can't tell because they're different heights. Like he may be standing on oh, something in also, one shot. Yeah, he might be standing. He's something. like a step up. She. I mean, she looks like a child. Yeah. It is. It is. It, it is you can never make too much out of set photos yeah. like this because you don't know what's going on and you, you they're, they're not color corrected or anything. But uh, it, it looks silly. It looks. It does look a it's little funny. A little cosplay-ish. A little cosplay-ish. Yeah. Well, I, I, she's definitely in a costume. I'm just saying, like, you can... I, it just, it's just... I can't tell how tall she is. She's very small. Well, but the idea... She looks like a, she looks like she's, like, uh, like in, like, seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed yeah, she to be she really does. in high school. She looks like she's going trick-or-treating. And the idea is Kamala Khan worshipped Captain Marvel. You know, she was inspired by her. She's just a hero. She had posters on her wall. So, of course, she's going to want to dress like her initially... When she gets right. these powers from Terrigen, but she does not look like she's in high school. This little girl, yes. Well, let, you know what? Let me let me let's bring that up real quick, yeah. just very quick within the Marvel universe. Yes. Would any little girls know who Captain Marvel is? She was from the nineties. She disappeared. She just for came 20 back twenty years. She came back for like a half a minute. Does who would even know who she is? So it's possible though. When does this take place? Remember, there's a five year gap. Where could she have been coming Maybe, back yeah. to Earth? And because she was introduced before the five year gap, no, she came back in the nineties and then took off again. She came back and then in Avengers she shows up. They kill Thanos. Then they do the five year time jump and they're like, "Where you been?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, there's no Avengers on all these other planets, and uh, I'm just taking care of shit around the galaxy." So in the show, it would be like five years in the future, and maybe she had come. Or maybe back. it's within that five year. That's time a very jump. good point, though. That is a very good point. Why would you? No one should be. <laughs> How does anybody know her? We need more explanation because no one would would be idolizing her. She's barely around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's powerful, but no one knows who she is. They, hopefully, they'll explain it. Probably not. We'll see. When this Maybe. comes out. What else is there from this? Let me take a look. She-Hulk being a comedy. She-Hulk being a mm-hmm. comedy with Tatiana Maslany. Gesundheit. <laughs> I, think that's knew, a, I think that's a good... I kind of knew that was going to happen. It's a good... What? Is, that, is she a comedic character? I don't really know. No, we, we talked about how yeah. She-Hulk was probably yeah. going to be like a comedy, and then uh, we're going to take it seriously. Moon Knight. That'll be good. All right, whatever. Just hopefully we can get some stuff. Yeah, put something out, Marvel. What the fuck already? I mean, I'm, we're getting WandaVision, and that should hopefully start the gates, and hopefully they schedule it right so that one rolls right after another. With Hopefully we just get Black Widow. Yes. Like we're no, getting this next movie. No decision on Black Widow. We can still wait maybe for December 10th when Disney holds their investor call. Maybe. I'm not holding my breath. They still seem like they're not going to do it, even though they should. God damn it, Disney. Just put it out you know what the next blockbuster movie that may come out on streaming this broke today and i think you guys will have a lot of thoughts hollywood reporter headline godzilla versus kong likely 
the latest tentpole to go to a streamer. Oh, shit. Netflix, uh, knowledgeable sources tell Hollywood Reporter that Netflix has made an offer of more than $200 million for the movie while Warner Media blocked the deal while preparing an offer of its own for its streamer, HBO Max. Why would they need to offer anything? It's they, they own it. I, they, that's weird. I feel like they could just put it on there like they're doing with Wonder Woman 84. I still think some, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Legendary uh, declined to comment and a Warner Brothers spokesperson said, we plan to release Godzilla versus Kong theatrically next year as scheduled. Uh, what do you guys think? This is the next MonsterVerse movie. And does it seem kind of a shame to see two of the biggest fucking kaiju monsters fight not on a big fucking movie screen? It's disappointing, but I mean, this is what everything's happening. Like, talking about Wonder Woman is, is way bigger of a movie than Godzilla versus Kong yeah. ever will be, right? Yeah, that's a good point. It's going to make twice the amount of money. And they're releasing that on... It's just weird that these are all Warner... Uh, AT&T owned, you know, yep, IP. Yep, yep, yep. They might still release it theatrically and also release it streaming same day like they did with yeah. Wonder Woman is the thing. What do you think, Anthony? Are you excited? Do you get to see it right away? Oh, First off, I'm excited that I'd have access to it if uh, if I wasn't able to get to a theater or I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. It is a shame, I agree, that gigantic monsters can't be seen on the big screen. Uh, but I think this is kind of where things are going yes. in general. Yes. And if if you've been following any of the news or anything, I don't think this is just my thought. I don't think people are going to feel fully comfortable with going to things yeah. until maybe late summer or fall, if that. in terms of mass gatherings. Yeah. Um, just the way that the, the timeline's playing out, and it's already been proven that if you open up theaters at twenty five, fifty percent capacity, it's just not going to work. People, the studios don't feel comfortable th- putting their movies in there and making any money, and people aren't going. Um. Anyways, so there, you can't have these movies on. A lot of these movies are just on ice, and you got to release them. This may be the temporary thing to do is just put them out in the theater and on streaming day and date. Uh, last weekend, over the weekend of November 20 to 22nd, apparently overnight, about 600 movie theaters shut down. Oh, shit. Over, over the weekend, uh, suddenly. This article says they're offering $200 million to Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, Netflix was, gonna, was offering... Legendary two hundred million dollars for the rights to put it on Netflix. Do the, I don't. I wonder if they get any residual after that, or is it just a flat? I, I mean, fee? I think this followed with the Wonder Woman. Like HBO Max and Warner Brothers can really take a run at Netflix by freezing them out of these movies and putting them on their own platform. But what I'm getting at is how much movie like so Godzilla versus Godzilla King of the Monsters made three hundred eighty six million worldwide. Yeah. Now they have to split some of that with a the theater, but I think, like, I'm wondering the economics is 200 million worth it, or is it like they're just breaking even oh. when they get 200 million? Well, they don't have to have a uh, you know an advertising budget right. that eats up all the costs. They don't have to share the lion's share with uh, the movie theaters, and then they still have VOD. Yeah, right. So yeah. they can still make money and, and DVDs or whatever and physical media and, or whatever other deals like airplanes and shit like that. So like. They could still uh, make their money back on it. Uh, probably yeah. easy. if that two hundred million exists, then yeah, they should take it. I would. Yeah, that's the, money the, in the bank. For, for reference, the budget for Godzilla King of the Monsters was one seventy million. Okay, so this one must be bigger. It's probably be like the same, probably yeah. right. 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. And huh. and they make a lot of their money in China, I guess too. I think they should just go for it. They're, they're not going to just take the money. Yeah. Net, first of all, put it on Netflix. Everybody's got Netflix. They, you know, like they're going to get a, a more of a return on their MonsterVerse IP if more people see it. Yeah, but it's a Warner, it's a Warner Brothers thing. It should be on HBO Max. That's the the beauty. But they of should just the let Max. them do it for like, let's say, they, like let them have it for like a month. Oh yeah, and then they could put it other places. Right. Legendary is financed seventy five percent of the budget, and Warner Brothers uh, finance the rest. So Legendary has the bigger chunk of the pie in this. It's crazy. I think that's going to be the model. You're going to have to just put them out at the same time, day and date. You can't keep sitting on these movies. Eventually, they got to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I am excited, though, that at least I might get to see it sooner than if I had to wait for a movie theater or if they were going to just wait. I don't have a TV big enough to, you know, properly. Hopefully, HBO Max is on Roku, so I don't have to watch this oh, on my goddamn laptop. <laughs> that would be the worst. You can't watch a kaiju movie, the scale on the because the scale oh, that would suck. Dude, the scale of uh, you know, uh, King of Monsters was great. Especially remember we went to the fucking 4D theater. We did. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Oh shit! And it moved, and run one and together. It moved around and it blew air on us and sprayed water. It was like that wasn't water. That, that wasn't water. Oh, that wasn't oh, even shit. them spraying that. It's like being in a fucking. That was Anthony. <laughs> It's like being, it's like being at Times Square in the eighties. You had your eyes closed, and I had to urinate. And, Where's uh, your other hand? Oh shit! I fucking loved it. Uh, listener, uh, the theaters are closed because people won't wear masks. You need a mask? We got them. Visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's our T Public merch site where there's not just masks. There's T-shirts. There's tumblers. There's magnets. All with our logo and uh, geek boner and some other fun sayings. Uh, check it out. There's always sales going on, uh, and you can help promote the show and you get some fun swag. Okay, last thing in the news. This one is for Rug Boy Rugs. I, I'm gonna set. I'll set you up. Uh, we talked about Disney put out on Disney Plus their latest docu series called Marvel Six One Six. It is a show uh, that's all about different aspects of the Marvel Empire. Well, episode seven has gotten fans angry uh, because it's about the Marvel method of writing comics and it features Rugboy's favorite comic book writer, Dan Slott. Oh, shit. Uh, Rugs, you want to you set it up from there? Well, it's kind of an interesting thing because 616, they did this like piece on like, uh, you know, how comics are made and the behind the scenes. I, I didn't watch this episode specifically because it was about Dan Slott. <laughs> oh, shit. So I didn't even watch it. I just watched clips that were like people were analyzing it and stuff. So like, uh, to be fair, I didn't I see it, but it. what ended up happening to my knowledge, you could tell me if I'm wrong, is that I think that Dan Slott and everybody thought they were going to be cute and be self-deprecating. And kind of like, you know, let's be brutally honest about my foibles. Let's all everybody be in on the joke because it's interesting. Or either that, maybe they dramatized it up for this show to make it seem like there was more of a conflict. It is television. It's edited. But I think there is an element of truth to what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, Christos Gage did have to write some of his stuff. Uh, He did. He he is known for being a dick to his fans. Um, Dan Slott was one of the first guys like to start sh- like just like fucking with the fans and calling them assholes and stupid and shit. And I'm like, how are you like the worst Spider-Man writer ever? And you're calling the people who oh, read shit. the comics stupid. <laughs> so anyway, so this thing blows up in their face. So this, this thing comes out and then 
all of a sudden, like this overdramatization of Dan Slott's foibles and his inability to to work properly in, in the Marvel method, which is like where all the artist does all the heavy lifting and all you have to do is put the words in. It's the easiest fucking thing to do. It's a little bit of a lazy, quick way to write comics that Stan Lee came up with in yeah. the 60s. So he can write 10 comics at the exactly. same time. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> he's doing this and, uh, it, this whole show kind of highlights that or whatever, whether it's real or not. So everybody on Twitter now, it starts attacking him because they're like, Oh, he sucks. You're like, <laughs> he's incompetent. And I'm just loving him. Yeah. I like was so alive yesterday. I was like, I was <laughs> like filled with glee. Redemption. I've I been, was like skipping around my house. You've been validated, Rugs. Yeah. The hate for Dan Slot was kind of I was validated. like, finally, everybody knows. From the backlash. It's just this guy, this short-armed fuck. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's a, like, it's a great episode. The series is pretty good. For those who don't know, Dan Slot's been writing Marvel comics for almost 30 years now. Uh, he's written everything from Silver Surfer to Iron Man, Fantastic Four. He had a very infamous run, 10 years writing Spider-Man. And he has... What a crime. He has fans and he has haters. How do you fail he upwards has haters. so bad? So what's funny is this show <laughs> is a show. This is a show by Disney Plus, by Marvel. You know, it's a corporate show. It's something that you want to make yourself look good. They make fun of the fact that he has a very unprofessional style. He's not good with deadlines. They make a joke about how he's struggling to write Iron Man. Like, that's the joke of the whole episode is he can't write fucking Iron Man. Yes, Christoph Gage has had to come in and help him with dialogue. So he is the last guy. That uses the Marvel method. They said everybody else works from full script. So the artist knows what the fuck to draw, what you have in mind. The Marvel method, not so much. But Pete Wood, who's the artist, likes it because he, he, he inks, pencils, colors, the whole thing. But I feel I felt the worst for the letterer. They highlighted the letterer, who is the last person to touch these pages. And he's like, I'm always sending hate mail to Dan Slott because he can't send me the fucking script on time. Like he'll be done 15 minutes before it has to get to the printer because Dan Slott is bad with fucking deadlines. So like, I believe there's an element to truth to that. I'm sure that they played it up a little bit and to make it more dramatic, but I absolutely. think look uh, it, the proof is in the fucking fact that he's written some of the worst stories I've ever read. <laughs> I can't stand his dialogue and he's bad at the dialogue from what I figure. And that's probably the, he's very worthy. I liked superior Spider-Man. This is the guy who killed Spider-Man issue 700 and switched his brain with Doc Ock for like a year and a half and then brought him back eventually, of course, because it's comics. And then he just basically inundated the entire world with just Spider-Man after yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, so what are his famous storylines? Spider-Island, where everybody has Spider-Man powers? Yeah, that's his That's his brilliant way of writing, is that he just gives everybody Spider-Powers. Yeah. And it, it, I'm like, no, fucking Peter Parker. <laughs> he's the character that everyone fucking knows and loves. He's the person that you should be developing. Write that character. Fucking, it, it, I know, it's hard to write a character that's been written for fucking all these years. Yeah. But you don't just fucking be a douche and take the easy way out and just fucking introduce a bunch of other characters. That's so stupid and lazy. It's it's a so, fun episode. You get an insight on how, you know, the process is. And I'm just glad he's getting shit. Tom Brevoort is like, look, we work with Dan. When you work with Dan, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta give the, him time. The most, I don't know if it's irony or whatever, or like karma, whatever, but like 
he's big into like you know being like SJW or whatever that whatever that is yeah. like whenever you like you shout woke. you basically you're, woke. You're, you're, no just morally superior to everybody oh, okay. and whatever now people are being morally superior <laughs> to him and I'm like this is such good karma it's because the you're best. the one who's always telling everybody that they're this wrong is and going blah, blah. great uh, so oh he's uh, a big virtue signal signaler yeah, yeah I don't even know what the term is I just think he's always thinks that like he's like he's the guy who knows what's going on and you you're an asshole you're a jerk but he's been the asshole the whole time and I've been saying this he's been an asshole to the guys who read the book he's like you're too stupid to understand my books I'm like no. I don't. I don't think so. I'm surprised he's still using the Marvel method because the part of the problem was when Stan was doing that. This is why Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko left. He let the artist has to do all the heavy lifting. Stan just gives him a basic plot. The artist puts everything together, puts this, and gets no credit. You know? Oh shit! They just get artist credit. They get no story by Stan and well, then Christos Gage came in and said, "Oh, he does very detailed plots." Well, if you're doing the Marvel method, there's that's not detailed plots. <laughs> you're not. If you're doing detailed plots and you're not doing the dialogue, yeah. what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Panel one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The Marvel method is like, that's not the Marvel method. So either you're doing the Marvel method or you're not. Well, and Slot even goes, he's like, I don't like writing dialogue. I like the, doing the plotting and I let, let Christoph Gage do the dialogue. And they made it look like it's very collaborative and everybody has a say and they just come up with shit at the last minute, which is what they do. They want to seem cool. Uh, overall, though, the Disney 616 docuseries, not bad. There's a fun episode with Paul Shear. The first episode, Anthony dives into... The Japanese Spider-Man and how it happened. That's fun. It was very good. <laughs> because you forget that it's because of Japanese Spider-Man that leads directly to Transformers and the Power Rangers. And Voltron. And Voltron. Oh, no and any robot that changes came out of, started with Japanese Spider-Man. Leopardon. Leopardon. Uh, when we get to the segment where we talk about what we are watching, yes. I will tell you what I am watching, which is preventing me from picking up any other show okay i can't wait well let's take a break here for some promos we're going to come back with more mando and baby yoda right after this check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse i see the potential for basically like another netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options you have to watch it it's so good it was all right your friends may have decent taste in movies but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying i don't know i just didn't like it looking for a new podcast join time sensitive where we break down the recent movies you've heard of, but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate, and we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living Kate, room. Kate, stop. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better. 
Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to support the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! It is a way where you can uh, support the show on a monthly or now annual basis. Annual? Annual. Annual. Basis. Annually. Annual memberships. Annual. An- annual. Annual memberships now available on Patreon. So for as little as $3 a month, New patrons get a whole bunch of bonus stuff, access to an exclusive RSS podcast feed where there's bonus content, movie reviews. The shows come out early. Uh, we made uh, mentioned all those changes last week. Remember, we retired the $1 tier. I've activated annual memberships. Well, a bunch of things happened. A lot of people were excited. Lawrence Martinez switched his uh, membership to annual. He said, I was just about to contact you about annual memberships. You read my mind. Thanks for adding this option. Very good. We got a new patron, fellas. Oh, shit. Whoa. It's been, what? right? It's what? been a while since we've had a new patron. Shout out. Huge thanks to listener, new patron, Michael Wagner. Talking nerd. Who has uh, signed up for the $10 a month and paid for the whole year. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> he chose the annual membership. He's paid up. He gets to pick a movie, and he has picked a movie. Uh, wow. Hey, what is it? So I uh, said thank you to Michael. Michael, Mike wrote back. Remember, Mike uh, joined the Facebook group earlier this month, Mike Wagner, and now he's moved himself up into the Patreon. I love Mike. Be like Mike. Uh, Mike, be like Mike. Be like Mike. Mike says, I've been listening to you guys for a long time now. One of the best parts of my week. Oh, shit. Wow. That's amazing. He said, I'd like to request a little gem called Street Trash. Street Trash. I feel like Tony Ruggs and yourself will appreciate the ridiculousness. Street Trash is a movie from 1987, uh, and it does not look good at all. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, synopsis is a liquor store owner sells alcoholic beverages to homeless people unaware of what the bottles actually contain. Toxic brew. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Street trash. Okay. That's what he wants us to review? That's what he wants us to review, which, listener, that if you sign up for $10 a month or more, you can pick any movie he forces us to watch and review. These are sadists, but whatever. They get to do whatever they want. They did. That's the deal. Ten bucks a month. Listen, we are we'll one of it. the best parts of his week. And with your support, Mike Wagner, we can continue to show up every week and hang out with you. And we will absolutely get to street trash. Tell a friend. Tell, spread the geekery. Spread the geekery. We'll peep you next time. No, no. Wait, I got more. Daryl K., who uh, used to be a $10 patron. He he had to kick down for a while, which I understand. He is back as a $10 patron. Oh, shit. Wow, he's back. Back again. Back again. Guess who's back? It's Daryl K. Daryl K. And he, we, so we did Brightburn for him. He gets to oh, pick no. another movie. Fuck. He's going to pick another shitty movie. Oh, wait. He's picked his movie. Anthony, you're going to hate this. He has yeah. picked something called Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog. Jesus Christ, that oh, sounds awful. Has anybody, does anybody know about this? Well, I know about Dr. Horrible's sing-along, but what is, I don't know about the sing-along This block. is not so much a movie as it is like a miniseries. It's told in three parts, so it's the length of a movie. It uh, it features Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day. Uh, the login is, uh, logline, aspiring supervillain, must balance his career and his pursuit of a beautiful do-gooder. Here's the thing. This is a Joss Whedon musical. 
Oh shit, yeah. Anthony. I still have my mouth open. I'm yeah, still like what? It. Oh shit. Joss Whedon um he made the uh once more with feeling uh uh musical episode of Buffy. Right. And I think after he did that, they were always clamoring for him to do another musical episode. And I think he did one in everything that he's done. I, and this is another extension. Neil Patrick that. Harris is a very good singer. He's been on Broadway. So I think I'll have fun. Anthony, he picked this specifically to fuck with you. I think so. Well, I will say he is. This is on the fringe of what you can pick. Ah, because okay. this is because this is actually a TV show. Yes. It's not, not a movie, but, but it's, movie it's enough episodes to yes. be considered in a, a movie. So I believe we'll, it's we'll movie-ish take. length. Anyways. T- this is a reach, but yes. <laughs> this is a reach. This is definitely, uh, this is, this is, yeah. Listen, anything for our listeners An and reach. fans and supporters. Well, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to review a whole series, like a season or two long that's more than oh like i see this. what you're saying yes this is one well, we this will be the one this is a this is an exception it's an exception it kind of floats in between but two more interesting selections for our patreon movie review list we're gonna get our lowest downloads ever on those eh, probably but whatever <laughs> the, we, we should put like a watch a series for a hundred bucks or something. oh whoa maybe i'll <laughs> add that to the patreon listen i'll do anything for our listeners we would be yeah. nowhere without you thank you Including guys show your hair i'm gonna show you my crazy parakeet hair you've already at this point if you're in the episode you've already you've seen, seen it. it i'll bring it up again no you can go back and look at the picture or join our facebook group i will probably post it there uh new content that you would have heard this week if you are a patreon fan club member my mando season two episode four reaction we're gonna review it right now but i did the instant recap reaction still a lot of fun to to do and it helps remind me what the fucking episode was so here we go let's get to the mando come on baby do the magic hand thing all right we are now halfway through season two we're mandalorian season two episode four chapter 12 in this overall saga titled the siege uh here's your spoilers before we get started does anyone want to get out This episode written again by John Favreau and directed by Carl Weathers, Action Jackson, Grief Karga, Apollo Creed, Creed, Grief Karga himself doing a fantastic job, as did Bryce Dallas Howard last week. They they were both directed really well with the action and the drama. Um, Anthony, uh, in the non-Star Warsian terms, uh, what the fuck happened this week on the siege? Do you remember? So they go back and they go back to this planet where uh Carl Weathers and Gina Carano are at. Yep. Right? And they go there and they have to take down a empire base with weapons. Uh, what they think is a abandoned empire base. Yes. But there's people there and they have to blow it up and um I think that's it. That's all. I got. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> grief is repairing the Razor Crest so he can get to Ahsoka Tano, which I was right. We did not see Ahsoka Tano. Right. I fucking yeah, called that. He's right. now now he's on his way to see Ahsoka Tano. Right. We can kind of telegraph what's going to happen next episode, but we'll get that. So runs forty minutes. Uh, not the longest, not the shortest. A little bit longer than the week before, but holy shit! Did this well, thing man. have lots of story and reveals? Well, I just love the chase scenes in this. That was some fucking great shit. 
It was like epic movie level shit. Absolutely. I mean, you had the scout troopers and the speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi drop out of that cliff and chase them, and then fucking TIE fighters oh, shit. come in after them once they took out the fucking scout troopers and the speeders. One thing, though, about the TIE fighters, yeah. those things travel in space. How slow are those fucking TIE fighters and not be able to catch that <laughs> <They> land, <laughs> land cars yes, hoverboard thing? That big heavy thing. Yeah, like the TIE fighters, they travel through space. Those things should catch that motherfucker right away. Maybe. I think in space, I think, I think space, there's no friction, so they're uh, probably slower in the atmosphere. They have a disadvantage. Science. In, yes, gotcha. science. They have a disadvantage. And they're, and they're not the most aerodynamic things no, either. It's like, but it was cool, I'm just saying. I think what they did was they tried to like replicate uh, other stuff from Star Wars. Absolutely. Like the, like the uh, Han Solo um the trench run that he did they they you see it, the trench run you see kind of when they storm the base it's a lot like a new hope when they storm the death star and you got vertical wipes star wars vertical wipes that always boner. Me yeah, boner. it was very star wars very star wars yeah. oh fuck uh, another but, side uh, quest though four in a row but this one does well this one it it adds a lot to the story yes, it, right yes it does so um he goes to uh to do this mission and blow up this base by, uh, I guess, charging up the, the nuclear engine. The core. They're so going to overheat so the core. So it like, overheats yeah. and then blows up the whole shit. And um, you do see some stuff going on there. Like they find these uh, these bays where they have like uh, what looks like uh, they're doing some experiments. And what do they and look, what like? What do those creatures remind you of? Uh, it kind of looks like a clone, like a clone, like uh, maybe like a Snoke clone or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it wasn't Snoke, but it was like reminiscent of what what the Emperor was talking about. The They're using baby Yoda blood to do this. Yes. The reveals were great. We finally find out why the cloner dude, Dr. Pershing, wanted baby Yoda's blood. He's either running. Not specifically. We just have ideas of what they might be doing with it. They might be using it to clone things. They might be using it for these fucking dark troopers. They might be using it to like or, or, or trying to harness the midichlorians for themselves to give themselves the powers. Like, so you don't really know exactly what it is, but you kind of have ideas of what they could be doing. The midichlorians hmm. come back, which was something George Lucas invented for the prequels, which is a lot of people didn't like him, Anthony, because he's now explaining scientifically how the force works instead of it being a mysterious kind of chi energy. It's like mm. actual midichlorian species. Well, it's just it's right? just like um, I, I I don't really hate that idea. I do think it does cheapen it a little bit, but all it is is giving it a name. Yeah, it's like you're saying the force is strong, and they just gave it a more specific name. That okay, midichlorians is is the force or whatever. Uh, I think that's what they did. I think that like they, it hasn't really explained how it works. They just kind of like. Gave it a more specific name, like midichlorian. Also, the reveal that the Dr. Pershing says, baby, he has the highest M count he's ever seen. Like, is baby, yo, which is midichlorian count, is he the most powerful Jedi there is at the moment? Well, that went over my head that they were talking about the midichlorians. In, in the blood, which is, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that that was linked to the Force. That is, that is the Force. And the M count in the blood is what they're using to inject in these clones. Meanwhile, Gideon is trying to make Force-sensitive dark trooper super soldiers or something that are going to probably be badass 
Uh, if and they got a tracker on fucking Mando's oh shit Mando's ship now, so they know exactly where he is. How they get the tracker then? The, See, I watched this episode when it came out the next like Friday or Saturday, so I already forgot. What so happened. when they first get to the planet Navarro, which is where uh you know most of the first season took place, right? Their uh, grief is say he tells his dudes to repair the ship, and remember this one alien with a cybernetic eye turns and looks, and it kind of hangs on that alien for a second. Oh yeah, but yeah. you find out at the end. That alien was working for the lady who was working for Moff Gideon, and he planted the tracker, and he told her, she told him. Gotcha. And now- They built up that place. It's now, like, not a shithole I loved city. Navarro, how thriving it was. There was a school, and there was the hilarious scene with Baby Yoda stealing fucking blue macaroons with the force from the kid who was a dick because he didn't share. That that was funny. My favorite was first that character, the fish, fish guy. Yes, that's a mithral. The whole, like- do you want like t- do you want another three hundred years or whatever? And then when he has to overload the fucking um, what is that called? Uh, the the reactor. He has to crawl around. He, he has to crawling around. And yes. He's going and he's like he's like. There's no guardrail here. That was the best. <laughs> I was like missing a guardrail. He made the guardrail joke because it's a classic Star Wars joke. There's just narrow uh, platforms with no rails over deep chasms of holes. <laughs> and why is the controls for the, the reactor on the other side of this thing? You have to climb around. When, why don't you just put it over here where I can reach no it? Guardrail what here. the fuck? He's like, there's no guardrail. <laughs> that Mithril, he was in the first episode. He was the one yeah. that he froze in carbonite. And that's Horatio Sands. In the first episode. Of season one. Oh, okay. Yeah, he brings him back. So he's been. He's, he was funny. He's I like having him on the mission. He was working for Grief Karga this whole time. I did love the opening of Baby Yoda with the wires, uh, trying to get him to do the wiring. And it was just the way Pedro Pascal kept repeating the line. He's like, take the red wire, put it where the blue wire is. No, to put it where the blue wire is. He just repeated the same way. And then he gets fried. It was adorable. And then he like kind of lifts his mask up to eat oh, something yeah, or drink yeah, they something. Were both li- they were drinking soup and he lifted. So I guess he doesn't care around baby Yoda. It's fine. Like he can lift his mask up. It's he's like family. I don't know. Is it so that we're the fourth episode, right? This is halfway through. The, there's only we're four halfway left. Through. Uh-huh. There's only Look, four. Next left. episode, it's pretty. Let's telegraph what's going to happen. Ahsoka Tano. It's got to be because he's got the tracker. He knows where he's going, and you know he's got to bug up his ass, especially now that he that his shit got blown up. You know his his his, his whole operation got blown up down there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's going to fucking try and get the kid now. So, and Ahsoka's going to be there to stop oh, him. Oh, shit. I hope that there's a fucking lightsaber battle in this because it, it's, it should be this episode or at least allude to it maybe next episode. So, how much you want to bet this Boba Fett thing doesn't, they just, it's a tease in the beginning and they don't get back to it till the end. Because will they get back to him? Because so Boba Fett's tracking him. Moff Gideon is tracking him. He's on his way to that planet to meet Ahsoka. What's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, I think that Moff Gideon's going to be there and he's going to try to head him off at the pass before he gets to Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's going to probably, hopefully, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I mean, just judging off of the fact of the money that they spent yeah. on this last like action sequence, a lightsaber battle is going to be cake next to that. Well, who's going to have the lightsaber? It would be Ahsoka, wouldn't it? And she a was, dark she's, saber. She's, gonna, she's dual wielding. And then Moff Gideon He's obviously the has dark the dark saber. saber. Oh, shit. And then maybe Bo-Katan comes back and shows up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I thought this episode was, a, was uh, it, it definitely picked it up. It gave you 
more story. It pushed the story forward, gave you this more This whole season has been very impressive, like, as far as action-wise. Oh, definitely. The, the action's been top-notch. I mean, it, even, you know, continuing last season, it just looks great. Um, they're fun little stories. Um, it's it's it, it's even entertaining for someone like me. That's right. why I suggested we should review this weekly. I was surprised that you did. The music's great. Anthony, the Asian uh, pilot, was back. Carson Teva. He was back. The, uh, the out shape dude. Yeah, from uh, Kim's Convenience. I thought that scene was interesting. There, The Republic is trying to recruit Cara Dune. He gives her a medal. They mention Alderaan. She ain't having it. Um, I, uh, that was weird. I don't know what was going on there, but. Interesting politics. Well, she was a shock trooper, so right, she was on she was on the uh, she has a tattoo on her eye of the rebel. Oh, know, that same yeah. insignia. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of Easter eggs as usual. Uh, those the aliens in the beginning that she they're like criminal aliens that she she zaps and there's like space ferrets there. They're called the Aqualish. They're with the two big teeth. They're nothing but teeth. Um, they, uh, and Aqualish rugs it. We've seen this creature before. Do you remember where? I have no idea. I'm going to say Empire Strikes Back. No, ah. in the new hope, the alien that got his arm chopped off by Obi-Wan in the, in, in the cantina. That was it. Oh, that's way back there. Yeah. That was an Aqualish. Uh, another great Easter egg when Mithral mentions, he still can't see out of his left eye because of being frozen in carbonite. Oh. Yeah, Han Solo said something yes. like that. Yes, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, when they take him out of the carbonite, he can't see anything for a long time, which is how he accidentally knocks Boba Fett's jetpack and sends him into the Sarlacc. Uh, remember that when you, Lando is down there and he's trying to shoot the tentacle? And Lando's like, I thought you can't see anything. He's like, it's getting better. And he really can't see anything. And he's just shooting blindly. <laughs> That's great. So I love that they, they they tied that together. There was a statue of IG-11. That scene when they cross town, they go into the school. In the background, there's a statue honoring IG-11 sacrifice. Nice touch. Uh, the teacher was a 3PO droid with a woman's voice. She was talking about rimming. She was telling the kids about... <laughs> I bet she was. She was telling the kids about the rims, the outer rims and the inner rims and... Things like the Kessel Run and the Carillion Run, which are in Star Wars lore. This I didn't notice. Apparently, that is a Snoke reference, Rugs. When you see the tanks, you hear John Williams' Snoke theme playing. Oh, really? Yes. Is that confirmed? That's where I. That's what I saw everywhere. People were saying that was the Snoke theme. So okay. it's possible we just saw the experiment that led to Snoke all the years later. This is like the hmm. beginning. And then the Dark Troopers we saw at the very end. There are four sensitive Imperial commandos introduced in the Dark Empire comics from Dark Horse, but there was also something in the Dark Forces video game, similar Dark uh, Troopers. Mm. Uh, Mithril speeder looked like Luke's speeder, but modified from A New Hope. That was cool. I like those speeders, and then it got smashed. And then the ship at the end, the Imperial ship, is uh, from Star Wars Rebels. Appeared several times in Star Wars. Geek Booner! So every episode, again, chock full of Easter eggs. And then, of course, there's this. The Mando finally had its Game of Thrones moment uh, where a lot of viewers caught. Oh, yeah. This is worse than the fucking coffee cup. Is it this worse? Is worse than- I don't think it's worse than the coffee cup. You're looking at this photo. I, I didn't catch it live. I, I didn't catch it live. Apparently in the scene where they're storming the base, there's a dude with a T-shirt and jeans. There's jeans guy in, in the background. You can see a wristwatch. <laughs> 
And apparently, I think this. They already like have released, or they were playing, they were trolling with the toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Gene's guy. He was in the original trilogy. I remember Gene's guy. I had uh, no OT. <laughs> Why can't there be a guy with jeans? Why not? It doesn't. And it, you know, the risk. This isn't the past no. or the future. It's just sometime, somewhere. Denim is a very durable fabric. It would have survived. And as far as the wristwatch, it looks like some kind of communicator. That could or have been could be a wristwatch. Yeah, or it could be a wristwatch. He's got to tell time and space in Star Wars. That guy looks legit. Who's to say Earth doesn't exist? I think Game of Thrones is way worse because there's a blatant logo of a 20th century fucking thing staring you in the face. Uh, that is unexcusable. I'm Maybe sorry. Maybe that was uh, painted. What the uh, the person the logo? The logo? <laughs> yeah, on a, on a like it looks like a styrofoam cup, but maybe it's like maybe it's a Westeros uh, insignia. Yeah, it's crest. like a Westeros. Family I don't know. This is I can't believe that they <laughs> didn't catch this. It's crazy. I mean, you got to imagine they're moving so fast on this show, and what are you gonna do? It probably I don't remember seeing it, but you can clearly freeze yeah, frame may- it. Maybe the Mandalorian. They were just like, we got to get something out, and they just they missed it. It's Gene's Things guy. Happen. He's fine. He looks like he's you got know, a little gut too. They really they, the way they film the show. <laughs> he does. I think everybody on screen has a I gun. guess so. He does the way they film the show. I wonder if um, they will uh, bring this technology over to movie making. Oh, absolutely, especially now in COVID when you can't go outside and shoot on location and group shots. You better believe they should be licensing this. Everybody, it's amazing technology. It looks flawless. They can do group shots. What are you talking about? I mean, you can't have a lot of people standing around. You can't go like. They can't on location to places. I guess you can. Touting this, I don't think that it's all. Anyways, it just makes it easier though if you just have a screen that can change and it looks real. Does it's great technology. I watched a video on it. Yeah, right. It's it's fucking wild, and the way they built it, and it's above you. It's three sixty. Uh, and then they just make the set to kind of match it. Yeah, and I can't tell in the show when they're using the screen. It's probably all the time. It's all the time. There's no way you can tell like that. That's just projected. It's amazing. Also, another little fun story I saw. Those blue cookies that Yoda ate. He's a thief. Not only is he a menace to intergalactic species, Baby Yoda is a thief and a menace now. I just like that he keeps oh, doing shit. fucked up shit every episode. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. And then I love when he threw up the fucking cookies and he's cheering Mando, like, killing people and blowing up fucking TIE fighters. He's like, yay. Uh, Williams <laughs> and Sonoma has made those cookies available. Oh, shit. You can buy them. Geek boner. Here's <laughs> here's the description of the cookies. Inspired by a sweet moment when a young Navarro student de- debated sharing his treats with the child, 21st century artisans in California have created these ethereal French-style almond macaroons, capturing the essence of this scene with Navarro nummies. That's what it's called. For gigantic flavor each exquisite treat is artfully hand piped with a rich creamy vanilla filling and listener you guys for a 12 pack it'll only set you back 49.99 oh shit for 12 that's expensive cookies right there cookies. those better be amazing These cookies. better be that this, there's not even any chocolate in it there better be midichlorians They're, in those I things. I better get the Force and become a Jedi <laughs> after eating $50 yeah. goddamn cookies. I, I wouldn't want the Force because I don't give a fuck about being, getting, being a Jedi, but I would definitely want to like orgasm and nut myself seven times for each, $50? after each cookie. Yeah. Listen, I'm to... For, for oh, 50, how, many, how many... Was that 12, 12 cookies many, for 50 Yeah, what's bucks? that breakdown to? If $4 I had the Force... Yes. 
I would take the force. I would take the force. Anthony, do you know the feeling of holding up your hand and force pushing a bunch of motherfuckers right off the cliff? Oh, Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. I did it in the video game. I want to do it in real life. Imagine you could just walk in and go, uh, I'm not paying the cover charge. Yeah. And the guy's like, all right, go ahead. Right you in. just walk That's in true. and you go, oh, we need a, we need a table right yeah. now. Okay. You're, like, here you go. you're going to let me in for free. And <laughs> the guy goes, I'm going to let you in for free. And then you just fucking walk in. Uh, the force would be, but I don't think $50 cookies is going to give you the force, unfortunately. But I just, I don't know why they did this. It's kind of funny. Somebody will buy it's these. A lot. It's a lot. For yeah, somebody's gonna buy these shit. And there's so there's French people still alive in Star Wars. Oh shit! They made it somehow. Great, fucking French. Uh, okay, gang. <laughs> let's rate this episode. What did you think, Anthony? Give it a number. I have to say, this episode I don't remember as much, just because again I watched it right after it came out. But I enjoy. I think I enjoyed it at the time. So I'm gonna go with another. Uh, I'm gonna go six and a half on this one. Okie dokie. But I, I enjoy. It. I've enjoyed everything so far. Rugs, uh, have these episodes been getting better for you? How did this one? Play? I, I think that um, this one had just visceral excitement, Star Wars excitement, very Star Warsy, very Star Warsy. Yes. Um, what you want? You know what you want? Um, so I'm gonna say like a solid eight. Okay. Uh, I've been loving it. I loved. I I I uh, I liked it as much as the last episode. I like where it's going. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I'm hoping that they can sustain and give us more big reveals. And there's only four more left, which is kind of crazy. I mean, we gotta see Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett. We, Otherwise, yes. this is fucking bullshit. We got lightsaber versus dark saber battle. Boba Fett, show me the Jedi. And get Baby Yoda to wherever he's got to go. Maybe not, because then is the show over. Baby Yoda. I'm a, a one. Here's one concern. I saw somebody write this article. Do you feel like maybe there's so much shit going on now with the, when they introduce Bo-Katan and that whole thing? Is there a, an issue of maybe Mando himself getting overshadowed a little bit as this continues? Well, I don't know. I feel like that they drop this thing that he doesn't have to deal with right now, which is the fact that he doesn't know what kind of Mandalorian he is. He doesn't even know what Mandalorians yeah, he are. He should have had an like, identity crisis at this point. Yeah, he's kind of like too busy to fucking figure it out right now. Uh, but I think that at some point that will become interesting, and then he can kind of come back into the into being an interesting character. But like right now, we're just on this linear path that he's trying to get this thing done. So um, it's weird. It's a weird time for him main character they've been the way they write it is every time you think you're going to get to know something and he gets thrown something else thing. happens yeah yeah it's always just another adventure so they're, they're not they're not giving him time no. to really breathe as a character and but i mean it's still fun it's still fun he, they're not really he's not really getting to do much but w- w- the stuff we're seeing like he is a fucking amazing pilot right we've seen so many instances showing you that's the dogfight in this one i took those 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 two tie fighters out uh, so far, it's reinforcing. He's a fucking great pilot, but that's about it. That's what you're getting. That's that all I'm getting. Pilot? Yeah, he's a great pilot. I mean, he's just he he's just a, a badass character. He's right? also like, badass. He'll throw himself into into fire, and, he, and he's kind of um, selfless in that he like he will he does things, and you can tell even though he's getting something out of it, he's doing it also because he thinks it's the right thing to do. He has a code, a moral code. But the 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 the, the more the interesting stuff is like. The action, right, and how great it looks, but then also for Star Wars fans, all the little stuff that it seems to be building to. Well, let's just talk about this for a quick second. Uh, the Mandalorian, uh, Jin Jaren, or whatever his Jin name Jaren, is. Jin Jaren, yes. Which, who's that? Um, That's the main he's guy. He's the main guy. The main guy. That's his actual name. Um, 
Oh, that's his name? Yeah, Dean yeah. Garin. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out that the, uh, was it Lasercrest? Razorcrest is the ship. Razorcrest is the ship. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, go ahead, continue. Okay, so, like, if I find it that, what is this guy's life? Like, yeah. what yeah. is, what, I mean, like, what would his life be? want to know more. Like, he, like, is this dude, and he just is re- relegated to, like, doing jobs for people and just kind of like being like a, a the handyman with a gun basically what does he really want for himself what is his the fact that he kind of gravitated toward this child and all of a sudden found this like mission it, it's giving him a purpose and then it, it's also leading him to all of this existential stuff right so it's got the it's got the ability to actually be something way more heavy than it than it like, is. Has he ever had to be responsible for another being like this? You know, there's a, clearly I, a father I do, figure. I think that's a that's a good point that he he probably was just aimless because he was a, a per, he was a Mandalorian without like a home, nomad, drifting, right? And then he found this thing, and now this child has been given purpose his thing. But yeah, they don't they don't dive into that. But no. you can read into it and figure yeah. it out. But I think that the fact that he chose this child, right? To like, oh, he, he could have just like left him there and left and just he gone went on back. with his day. He delivered the child and then stopped and was like, yeah. this is not right. And turned around and went back and got him. So I think that it may be something that's more just, uh, I, I, I'm going to say something that's more kind of fate driven. So it's right? leading like, to his destiny to Jedi. Yeah, his destiny is like unraveling. Yeah. Like all of these pieces are starting to fall about who he is. He was like just going around the universe, just like with no idea about who he is and what he what he's yeah. doing. And he had no even no idea that he didn't know who he was. He he thought he knew who he was, but I don't think he knows anymore. And I think that that's interesting. But they don't really dive into it. They could, and, and um, I feel like that that undertone is there, and that adds a lot of depth if you want to read into it. So I don't know. It's interesting. I hope there's a, resolu- a, a resolution of him figuring out who he is. Because after that bomb, Bo-Katan told him about. Oh. He's a cult member. Essentially, he's raised as a cult member. You're hoping that, but that's not something they've really even no. teased. So no. you're hoping for a storyline to pay off that might not even be something they're working on. Well, I think Lucas always did that. Like he kind of had these lo- these levels going on in a lot of the, a lot of Star Wars. Um, I just watched this thing about Dave Filoni yeah. and how uh, he was talking about how why is it called Duel of the Fates when they fight Darth Maul, right? When uh, Qui Gon and and Obi Wan right. fight Darth Maul, why is it called Duel of the Fates? And because that fight it it sets up the fate for Anakin, right? Qui Gon wanted Anakin to he wanted to be Anakin's dad. He wanted to shepherd him. He wanted to train him, and then he dies. And essentially, he doesn't get a dad. He gets a brother in Obi-Wan who didn't even want to take care of him. So there's always been a rivalry between the two. There wasn't that father-son relationship that he would have had with Qui-Gon. So that the fact that Qui-Gon got killed. Yeah. If Darth Maul didn't kill him, he would never have become. But they never like really even mention it. It's just something that you have to figure out when you analyze it later. It's like underneath. It's not like it's not. This shit can be deep sometimes. Surprisingly, yeah, you can. uh, Yeah, I think that there's more levels to it. I think that people are thinking. I think David Filoni is definitely thinking about it because he he fucking's dropping shit like that. I'm like, whoa! I never fucking even thought about it that That way. That dude just thinks about Star Wars all the time and never stops. No, I'm excited that this show's direction uh, in the back half. 
give me some more surprises. Good stuff. All right, let's finish with some what are we watching? And uh, Anthony, you already uh, teased. I want to know, what are you watching that you can't watch Marvel 616? Well, besides a puppy shit. Oh, yeah, puppy shit. And eat, yeah, and yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Um, so that takes up a lot of time. So I don't have a ton of free time to not watch to watch things other than like YouTube videos, but... I have started one episode of The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Isn't the first episode great, though? It's pretty interesting. Although, although uh, without spoiling anything, uh, th- that dude just live in there? That dude, that janitor? The janitor? No, yeah. He just the, he's, lives in the basement? Well, he's the janitor. And, uh, I know, but he's, he does he's live just there. always in the basement. That's how he's so good at chess. <laughs> well, he's not jacking off. Yeah, he's doing something productive and smart. <laughs> he's just in the basement. Like they're uh, like, yo, you. When you're not free, you just hang out in the basement. They let him live there. It's the fifties. It's a different time. Yeah, but he's a man. <laughs> well, like I remember when I was in school, yeah. that's where the janitor was in the basement. Well, it reminds me of the janitor from you go to the basement. That's where the janitor I'm thinking was. of ending things. Like you remind me of that guy too. He's just and he's just yeah. always like yeah. he, like whenever she goes down there, he just Play he's chess. still there. He's not. He's not cleaning shit. No, but that's why he's, he's good just at chess because he's. That's all he does is play. That's chess. all I got. But it, it, the the first episode was uh, was interesting. Good so origin we'll story. Okay. I thought like an origin story for her. And uh, I I was trying to describe it to somebody. Yeah. I'm like, it's Rocky with chess. It is. Oh my god, it's, it's totally Rocky, Rocky Four chess. with chess. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> the characters handled very well. And the, the we'll see. I, I'm only one episode. Okay. I I was intrigued because of her performance in New Mutants, yeah. and then everyone she's a lot better. Everyone and and their mother talking about Queen's Gambit. So, well, it's like yeah, it's like a very simple, easy thing. To, it's eight, it was eight episodes. Yep. Yeah, seven. I think. Yeah. I think it's just seven. Actually, maybe it's seven, seven episodes. episodes it's like really two. short. I thought there yeah. was going to be more, and it was over. I was like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, it's really yeah. short. So it wouldn't it wouldn't have caught my attention at other out of without that actress. People, you people like you, Rug Boy, talking about it, and because I mean, it's about chess. I wouldn't have, right. I would not have picked. I it up. wouldn't either, but I'm glad I did. And she, she's not in the first episode a lot, obviously. No, she's not at all. But I need to talk second. to somebody about it. So, oh, uh, well, when he's done watching, there's some things. There's things that I tried to look up and I couldn't get a short answer on it. You know what? And if uh, you finish Anthony, we'll review it maybe yeah, on the show. We should talk it is, uh, there's a lot to talk about there. There's some fucking cool. I, I will shit. finish it eventually. Okay. okay. I, I had to watch all of it. I couldn't stop watching the fucking show because it was that good. I was like, I, yeah, I did like three episodes. The first time I watched, yeah, I watched the I think I watched three, three episodes yeah, in a row. Yeah, me too. And I was like, fuck hmm. this good. Yeah. Rugs, you watching anything? I started watching uh, Cowboy Bebop again. Oh, anime. I mean, anime. If you ever watch Cowboy Bebop, it is a story of, I guess, like uh, space cowboys, I guess. Like they kind of go across the universe and run missions, kind of like Firefly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Serenity, that movie. Sure. Where it, I think a lot of it was ripped off of uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's kind of like a space western. And um, I love that one. Yeah, it's a classic yeah. and it's great. And uh, I started watching that and and Outlaw Star, which is another of the same ilk. It's a space western, so kind of like bouncing between two of those. And the Mandalorian animes. is a space western, so you're just like in the space western. Yeah, mood. it really is. Yeah. I'm really into space westerns. They're at great, the moment. dude. Space westerns are fantastic. Uh, I got two things I will recommend on Netflix. There is a new series called We Are the Champions. Uh, they're uh, half hour episodes, and it focuses on unusual competitions the first episode is about cheese rolling and it's insane in england 
I, it's just wild what this what they do. But then they have chili eating, uh, yo-yo. There's dog dancing, frog jumping, uh, narrated by Rain Wilson. And it's just like these weird, quirky competitions. But then they highlight people who are like the top in these little bubbles of these competitions. Like we don't know these people, but the cheese rolling people know this person. He's the best in the cheese rolling competition. Very cool, fun, fun, quick watch. And then I just checked out today. It came out today. The Save by the Bell reboot on the cock. Oh shit! Is it free to watch on the Peacock? I don't know. I have maybe the first episode is probably. Uh, I have like the premium version because I have through the Xfinity subscription. Oh, no. so and I, you know what? I watched the first three episodes. It's not bad. They took a couple of cues from Cobra Kai. When updating it, uh, Slater's in it and Jesse Spano is in it. There's cameos from Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Basically, Zach Morris is the governor of California in the first episode, and he's a really shitty governor, and he has to shut down inner city schools. And those kids from the poor neighborhoods have to now go to Bayside, and here you set up your class conflict right away. Uh, Zach Morris's kid goes there, and his name is Mac Morris. Uh, Mac yeah, Morris. He's kind of silly. Jesse Spano's son, he's like a, a really sensitive football jock because she's coddled him his whole life. And so he's like really sensitive. And then Slater is trying to recruit for the football team. It was cute, and there's some legit funny jokes, some self aware humor. Uh, it's not a sitcom, it's not a multi cam, it's like a single cam film show, half hour episodes. But they nailed it on the nostalgia and uh, kind of making fun of themselves. Shit, now I got to fucking watch this. I mean, if you, if you like the the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion, which was fantastic, hits you in the feels. I watched that too. Yes, so I good. See hits that. you in all the feels. This one uh, it reminded me of Cobra Kai. I was like, oh, shit. They were smart. They Cobra kai this a little bit. Uh, and there's like social awareness and they've updated shit and uh, it's good stuff. So check those out. All right. But there's no there's no screech. Well, I just read an article where he may come on. He's not on, and there's no Lisa Turtle. I don't know what happened to her. Lark Voorhees, I think she's like a Christian or something. So later in the show, apparently they mentioned that Screech is in, he's in outer space on the International Space Station. Oh, shit. And oh, that's really? where he's been. So <laughs> El Screech. Yeah, but we all know what happened is he was shooting pornos because he ran out of money and sold his house. I believe that's the story of Dustin Diamond. Post saved by the bell, uh, mm. but fucking Slater looks exactly the same. Oh shit! You seen him on fucking Access Hollywood? Yeah, he's he's still rocking it. Mario Lopez has not aged a day. It's no. fucking wild, and neither have. No, he looks so young. If you watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, the sisters Hillary and uh, the other one, they look the same too. Like they aged very well. So it's fun to see these people thirty years later. Uh, I have one announcement to finish the show. Uh, I made a guest appearance on How Do I Jump with Peter Kendall. Remember? Oh, shit. Whoa. Remember how to. He likes dance love. Re- yeah. Remember <laughs> Peter Kendall and How Do I Jump? The show went I away. Yes, Peter Kendall. That's one of the first shows that you did. Yes. Yeah. He was there in the beginning because of Clamor. And Peter Kendall was lost at sea for a while on a on a ship. And he's back. And uh, they've started up again. So they did. Remember four years ago in 2016, they invited us on to their Thanksgiving special. And it was like 13 people on Skype. Uh, oh shit! It was a lot. It was a clusterfuck. So I did their Thanksgiving special again this week. It'll be out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Is Del Howard on? No, it? this time there was only six people manageable. Oh. 
I remember being on their Thanksgiving special. Remember that? Remember how crazy that was? That was a lot of fucking people. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that show even... That couldn't show couldn't have been good. No, I don't know. This one's probably better. <laughs> this that one, one we were on. This one actually we had a legit show and legit conversation, so you can hear me talk about my little video game knowledge. But if you want to know what the hot games of the year are, check out this episode because they go Why over did they have you on? the game awards. Peter Kendall was like, remember the Thanksgiving episode? He wanted to get a bunch of people on. Well, you don't know shit about games. Yes, but I actually knew some. All you do is you stick that controller up your asshole, I, the one that uh, someone that shall not be named sent to you. Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to get my rocks off otherwise? Uh, no, I played some of the games we talked about, and then the best part is we all read uh, Mario fan fiction porn. Yes, on the show. So huh. you want to check that out. I'll put it. Ooh, yes. I'm not going to. Link in the yeah. show notes. Some great You're doing fan, a good job of selling this one. Fanfic and gaming news. And finally, I want to announce that I did purchase uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS4. Geek boner. I, I will be playing it. Uh, this weekend I haven't started yet. Uh, and yeah, you ain't doing shit. You can only swing around that maze seventeen times. No, I'm t- I finished tired. my kettlebell on it. Six week program. I'm taking a week off. We're gonna go back and do body weight. So it's thing. And then this is comes out after Thanksgiving, but it's Thanksgiving weekend. So I'll be playing fucking Spider Man. My gamer tag on PS4 is Spidey Nerd seventy six. Talking nerd. So I don't know what you do, but add me, follow me. I don't know. I don't have no friends. Just like in real life, I have no friends on the PS4. My gamer tag is sexy spidey nerd. Oh, is it really? No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, sixty nine. Sixty nine, of course. Uh, four twenty. Spidey yeah. nerd. I should have went spidey <laughs> nerd four twenty, but I'm spidey nerd yeah. seventy six. Rugs, where can they find you aside from that gamer tag? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, just laying into dance slot <laughs> while <laughs> while the action's good. At really rug boy, come by and you know kick him while he's down. Kick him while he's, we have proof on video now. Put out by them. Uh, yeah. Visit the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 357 for links to what my hair looks like and, and, <laughs> and all the bullshit we talked about, how to stay in touch, how to support, and tell a friend. Share the show, right, Anthony? Tell a friend. Spread the geekery. <laughs> spread the geekery. Spread your asshole. Thank you for listening Jeez, to the nice. Jock and Nerd Whoa. podcast. Just because you do that doesn't mean Are we listeners taking shots? Listen. What are we well, doing? Oh, we're taking ass shots. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's a nerd. We'll keep you next time. My balls are hot. Now my ass is hot. Their bottom is, is very weak. This is going great. That's a big fuck up right there. I fucking loved it. 